Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, March 31, 2022. Dear friends, on January 31, 2020, the Italian government decided to officially declare a state of emergency for the situation of a coronavirus that at that time was mainly worrying China, where we began to see empty cities due to the lockdown that some here considered excessive. The state of emergency proclaimed back then by the government did not foresee immediate changes in the life of Italian citizens. It served only to put the institutions on early alert in case they had to act with special measures if something happened. 790 days later, today the state of emergency ends in Italy. The pandemic, the contagion, the hospitalizations, the danger, and unfortunately the, de- the deaths caused by that virus are not over. But today, here in Italy, the situation can be managed with non-emergency instruments. It is a step forward, both symbolic and practical, that gives hope but does not give certainty about the future. Italians will have to continue to be very careful, but there is hope that the road to the exit from this nightmare is solid. One of the consequences of this decision is that starting tomorrow, the structure delegated to manage the logistics of all medical devices necessary to fight the pandemic, including the difficult vaccination campaign that in Italy has been a great success, will be closed. That structure was led in the last year by General Francesco Paolo Figliuolo, to whom, if I may, I want to personally address a big thanks. From tomorrow, he will be the operational commander who coordinates, plans and directs the operations of the almost 10,000 Italian military personnel engaged in missions abroad. A simpler and smaller structure will take the place of the one that closes tomorrow, just until December 13, 2022, and will be led by another general, Tommaso Petroni. The Italian government has decided to update the plan dedicated to the reception of Ukrainian refugees arriving in Italy, which for now are slightly less than was thought. To date, there are about 75,000 of them. In the last few days, in fact, there has been a slowdown in the flow of Ukrainian refugees towards Europe. It has gone from 200,000 to 400,000 per day, sorry, from 200,000 to 40,000 per day. And the reason is that the course of the war and the Ukrainian resistance is increasing the hope for them to avoid escaping. In addition, many remain in European countries close to their homeland. There are almost 4 million people who have left Ukraine since February 24. Many of them have taken refuge in Poland, which alone has taken in more than 2 million fleeing lives. Moldova, a country of 2.5 million inhabitants, has received nearly 400,000 refugees in less than a month. Italy's new plan provides aid directly to refugees, not to the hosts, as well as a children project that includes mandatory legal guardianships for unaccompanied minors. Specifically, an allowance of 300 euros per month has been foreseen for a maximum of three months, which becomes two if the Ukrainian refugee finds a job, which should cover an audience of 60,000 people who have provided for their own accommodation. Many are guests of friends or family members. But there are another 15,000 people who, not knowing anyone on the Italian territory, will enter the circuit of widespread reception by associations and non-profit organizations that will be called to respond to a call of the civil protection, the Italian FEMA. 
And speaking about Italian aid to Ukraine, yesterday a humanitarian convoy left from Modena in Emilia-Romagna. It will bring about 20 volunteers to settle at a Polish first reception center only 15 kilometers from the Ukrainian border, the first that the refugees encounter when leaving Ukraine. The 10 vehicles departed from Modena, transporting among other things 15 fields ovens, will allow the volunteers to offer 100,000 pizzas to welcome to Europe those fleeing from the war. In the, meaning, in the meantime, during the negotiations taking place in Turkey, the proposal of Kiev has arrived, willing to accept a neutrality status in exchange for security guarantees, for which a series of countries would be designated as guarantee, assuming the burden of its surveillance, and Ukraine has specifically, expressly requested that one of these countries be Italy. As already said many times, the economic consequences of the war in Ukraine and of the sanctions decided by the West are added to the increase of the cost of raw materials already happening uh, before the beginning of the war and to the problems caused by the increase of inflation. One of the problems deriving from all this is that Italian companies producing glass have communicated to wine producers that they do not guarantee anymore the supply of bottles and they announced unilateral changes to contracts with increases in the order of plus 15% in addition to the plus 15% already applied at the end of 2021. And it is inevitable that these increases will affect the prices of Italian wine, putting in difficulty the sale in Italy and the export all over the world. However, as for the economy, yesterday there was also good news for Italy. The turnover of the industry, industry in Italy is going up again. In January, the figure increased by 2.3% in economic terms, with a positive trend both on the domestic market, plus 2.7%, and abroad, plus 1.3%. The increase comes after the downturn in the previous month of December. The Italian Commission of UNESCO decided to say yes to the candidacy of the Italian Art of Opera as UNESCO Intangible Heritage of Humanity, but to say no to that of Italian Espresso Coffee. So, it will be the Italian Opera singing to arrive to the UNESCO Intergovernmental Committee for the 2023 cycle that will have to decide the new insertions in the representative list of the intangible cultural heritage. The Italian government said that this candidacy comes at a time when the images of the Odessa Opera Chorus singing the Vapensiero from Giuseppe Verdi's Nabucco in the street under the Ukrainian flag are still sharp in our eyes. It is a proof of how much the expression of Italian opera singing is authentically an integral part of the cultural heritage of humanity, which turns to it in the darkest moments to find light, strength and beauty. And as you know, when I can, I try to end this video with something light and positive. It's not always possible and often, after news stories about pandemic and war, the last thing I tell you is very unimportant, very small, almost insignificant, but somewhat symbolic. This is exactly the case today. Yesterday, in Italy, a photo was all over the Italian media, also in search of a light, little lightness among the many images that have been weighing down our hearts for too long. The photo comes from Ascoli Piceno, the wonderful city in the Marche region, where there is one of the most beautiful squares in Italy. If you have never been to Ascoli and to Marche, I suggest you to start thinking about it, because they're wonderful. In the photo, you can see the beautiful church of San Tommaso, dating back to year 1064. 
in Romanesque style, which stands at the side of the homonymous square, the San Tommaso Square, in the historic center that holds the remains of the Roman amphitheater. Wonderful. A wonderful historical place. In the photo near the church, there are dozens of soccer balls of various colors, of various different materials that every Italian recognizes for having played with them. They date back to every decade of the last 50 years. The balls have surfaced as artifacts during some work on the roof of the church, where they ended up over the years kicked there by mistake by the many kids who played soccer in front of the church, as did practically all Italian males, myself included. I used to play in front of the church of San Sisto in Viterbo with my friend Sasa on Sundays when my parents took me to visit my grandparents, whom I quickly greeted before running off to play soccer in front of the church. It is one of the most beautiful memories of my childhood. Today the Italians are sad for the second consecutive exclusion of our national team from the World Cup, which has shown how Italian soccer is now far from that fun that involved all the kids while they were growing up. But those balls go back to when we played in the streets, in the squares, in front of the churches, without limitations and without obstacles, when we chased the ball flying away over fences and walls. Those balls now resurface with a bit of nostalgia for us for that forgotten way of having fun. And curiously, they come to all of us thanks to social media, the most modern form of entertainment that has taken the place of those afternoons spent kicking a ball without rules, without perimeters, sometimes even using the side of a church of a thousand years ago as the soccer goal. Because maybe uh, losing balls on roofs, balconies, gardens, or because a dog ate it, or because you broke a glass, of a window or seized by an annoyed adult. How many times happened to all of us? Those soccer balls never came back and then you had to buy a new one. Today all this is forbidden. It is dangerous, it is regulated and we are the annoyed adults. And those balls falling off the roof of a church remind us more than the defeat of the national team that unlike those soccer balls, those times are never coming back. It's all for now. I'm sorry for this nostalgia, but uh, it really struck my heart seeing those soccer balls. It's all for now. My name is Umberto Mucci, and this was We The Italian News. Please continue to stay safe and take care. I'll see you next Monday. It's all for now. Ciao from Rome.